1: Well, we're waiting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast for 2015. I am your host, as always, Adam Fonseca, editor-in-chief over at golfunfiltered.com. You can send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Golf Unfiltered. We have a Facebook fan page that you can like us on. I hope that you go out and do that. Uh, we also have an Instagram and other things as well that you can find on the upper right-hand corner of the site. Uh, we wanted to have something special for you guys t- uh, today on the last episode of the year and i believe that we have delivered uh on the phone with us today uh is a very special guest who is closely affiliated with twitter's secret tour pro in fact i am speaking to uh we were talking a little bit before we started recording the assistant of the secret tour pro how are you today sir
0: Good. Thanks, yourself.
1: I'm doing very well. And thanks, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, for coming on the show on very short notice. Um, I'm sure that uh, many of the listeners who not only read the initial email interview that uh, the Secret Tour Pro and I did uh, back in June, I believe, Um, but also who have followed both uh, STP, who I'll just refer to him as moving forward, (laughs) it's easier to say.
0: Make it Um, easier.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And myself have uh, really wanted to know a little bit more about the mystery that surrounds uh, that Twitter user. And so I'm I'm very thankful for you uh, agreeing to hop on.
0: Very welcome to end the show for a change. It's uh, fantastic for them to finally hear my voice or or something, a voice associated with the account. It's a bit different, isn't it?
1: It is a little bit. So, you know, listeners, obviously, as
0: you can tell, we're going to try to keep things
1: anonymous. Because, I mean, obviously, that's part of the whole allure of the Secret Tour Pro Twitter account. Um, I will disclose that I, I am aware of who the person is, but I have been sworn to secrecy and I certainly will not be disclosing that to anyone, no matter who asks me. <laughs> um, so, but with that being said, though, I think the first question, sir, that I have to ask for you is obviously this person who is the secret tour pro is an actual touring professional. Correct. That,
0: that is correct. Yes.
1: And this person, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, does he currently hold uh, uh status on the pga and european tour or just one or the other at this point
0: no no, i still i still think he has dual status on both tours so yeah that's both pga and european tour yeah
1: okay perfect now uh, how about your affiliation with this individual i know you're you're the assistant of the secret tour pro you know what what does that entail being the assistant do you do you help out with the account or do you follow this person from tour stop to tour stop or what's the relationship
0: there A bit of of everything. I mean, um, in terms of the travelling aspect-wise, I don't do much travelling. It's more of a, you know, like I said, I'm the assistant, so I help out with the account. Mm -hmm. I have my own uh, day-to-day job, let's say, but um, it obviously requires that I can have a bit of fun uh, with the account and then obviously keep everyone on their toes. (laughs) I think if you try to uh, follow people's or... His his schedule, let's say, I think if you um, tried to do that, you'd be you'd work out pretty quickly when the account was very quiet and it'd be easy to work out who is behind the account. So, you know, I tweet on his behalf when he's played around or if he's not or if he wants to stay quiet, I won't do it or just just so it's not so easy for everyone to guess who it is.
1: And you've done a good job at it because it's it's been a mystery that golf fans who are aware of the account have been just so intrigued by at least from what i can see that uh, you know because it, it, everyone's got their list of usual suspects you know so a lot of people say it's it's so and so and i've even heard names that aren't necessarily even gentlemen <laughs> uh, because i think you guys have done such a great job of keeping everyone on your toes to use the words that you've just said um, but i think some of the times uh, when we're watching uh, you know these these events going on They'll be going live, and then the Secret Tour Pro is tweeting at the same time. And so, yeah, definitely,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and so obviously, uh, I I I don't think it would be too much of a stretch to to guess that you're probably behind it at that point. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I genuinely think there is some people who actually sit there with like a little notice board at, or at home or like a little identity <laughs> parade, and they're ticking off. or he's teed off at so and so time, and oh, he's not. He's gone quiet for so and so's round. So let's tick him off the round. And, I mean, some of the stuff you hear, you know, I mean, I was, you know, one minute you're Rory McIlroy, the next minute you're Jeff Orgeron, the next minute you're Bernd Wiesberger, the next minute you're Nicholas Kolsarts, the next minute you're Tobon Olsen. People have no idea. That is, the, <laughs> that is the utter, utter end of it at all. It's it's quite enjoyable. And, and
1: So, as we were kind of saying, you know, obviously one of the things that you hear a lot about with a anonymous Twitter account are obviously naysayers, people who don't believe that you are who you say you are, and certainly to the extent of you know golf fans following an account who says that he is a touring professional inside the ropes, I'm sure you probably hear a lot about, a lot of negativity regarding the account. So how do you kind of deal with that, and, and how do you continue with the account when so many people
0: basically are, are calling you a fake? I don't think that's much of an issue that really bothers us anymore, if that makes sense. I mean, uh, many of are- Good player, good pro, you know, warranted tour member or official. You know, they've all vouched for, you know, who is behind. the account There is a few guys out there on tour, some coaches, a few media guys that do know who is behind the account, and and that is, um, you know, whether or not that's a, a safe thing to know or not. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's obviously dependent on what we feel or, or what the, the secret shopper feels at the precise time. Now. There's plenty of people out there that will say, "Yeah, you're not a top row, you're not this," and you, you know your pictures are all from whatever. That's that's absolutely fine. But there is pictures that are posted that are completely legitimate. Guys know that, and I think the majority of the was it 20, 23 or 24,000 people that follow us are, you know, they all think it's great fun and they all enjoy the entertainment and they all enjoy the insight that the STP brings to to Twitter. You know, the, the whole idea is it, it isn't to prove they're the, a the tour pro it's to bring people information that really it's not information that they're ever going to see you know like the you know the sponsorships or some of the tour trucks that are, are posted on there or you know the other bits of information that are, are brought through the stp twitter account isn't stuff that you're going to see likely brought up on the golf channel in the you know the states or let's say sky sports in the uk or, or, or working a field into the middle east and australia it, Stuff like this you're not going to see on a day-to-day basis. You know, so we'd like to think that the information we bring to Twitter is sometimes yes, you take it with a pinch of salt. You know, some of the sponsorship deals that we've uh, broken over the last couple of weeks with DJ and Jordan Spieth and and Jason Day, you know, they that they might look to people as a bit of a a long shot, big gamble. But this isn't stuff that's going to be reported on, just on, on on Golf Channel, for example. So. The majority of people do enjoy it, but yes, there is a few people out there that do do doubt the credibility behind the account. Mm-hmm.
1: And as I mentioned mentioned in the intro, I mean, I'm aware of who it is, and I can certainly speak to the credibility of everything. And it's certainly, as you pointed out, added a level of intrigue and a level of access to information that golf fans should appreciate and do appreciate in in the, in the whole grand scheme of things. I mean, Definitely. regardless, regardless of how people feel about the anonymity of the account itself, it's still great information. It gives an, an inside look at a lot of things that we normally wouldn't see as you, you had mentioned, you won't even see this stuff on the golf channel at all. Um, so, but you kind of said a couple things there that really kind of gets to the crux of why the account was started in the first place. Was it, uh, was the account Secret Tour Pro started to give only an inside look, or was it more of a creative outlet for someone that wanted to do this but certainly couldn't under his real name?
0: It, it was a bit of both. Um, you know, we, funnily enough, it was myself and I, The Secret Topper, we we're, were having a drink one night, and he told me about a rumour that was going to happen, and funny enough, it, you know, it came off at the end of last year. And You know, I said to him, wouldn't it be great if you could have, you know, said to people before it all came out, you know, and had had some, you know, kind of self-satisfaction from people and, and being a bit of a gossip or, or, or breaking news to people. And, and the SDP does like that. Aspect of, of life. Now, his own personal Twitter account, you know, which many people are going to have a wild stab and guess, is something really that you can't go around gossiping about. You know, oh, is so and so going to be moving to you know Taylor-made, or is so and so going to Nike? Stuff like that isn't really stuff you can post on your own personal account. You know, because it's going to upset your own sponsors, your own equipment manufacturers, you know, or anything else later down the line. And and at the end of the day, if you start slaying other reports you know with our equipment manufacturers you're kind of going to get a bad reputation yourself and that's to everyone so at least with the secret anonymous you know with a bit of help from here and there you know that person can be very honest give people information that they're never going to see and they can do it comfortably and and kind of you know the knowledge that they're not really going to get told off by anyone or anything like that. They try not to, to you know, divulge in too much information, but um, you know they, they try and keep it so people are interested. But not stuff that really shouldn't benefit or shouldn't shouldn't go beyond, let's say, player level, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does, and I think it's it's done well um, by not only STP but yourself and whoever else might be helping out because. It gives that inside look. It, it allows for an honest opinion on a lot of matters that, quite frankly, I mean, you even touched on it yourself. The, the STP Twitter account has broken news that eventually comes out in mainstream media, but, but the STP account is the one that says it first. And so, obviously, when people see that, a couple of eyebrows are going to be raised and say, oh, we don't know if we can believe this guy, but what he's said up to this point is pretty accurate. There's been a number of things that that you all have have broken. Do you, do you remember any examples specifically that
0: that? I think you... I think one of the biggest ones that was kind of mentioned to us this year was obviously about the Tiger Woods and, and Chris Como. Right. They've, they've split up and have they not? Have they? Have they not? That kind of did take a bit of, um, uh, let's say it did it did it did quite it did attract quite a lot of attention on the um, on that said day of it went out, but. Um. I mean, obviously, we, we we don't know further down the line now if, if Chris is still working with Tiger or, or whether they've gone their own separate ways. But we can report on what we've kind of gone with, and it was, you know, to a to a degree that when we brought the news, I think. It, um, can you remember where we brought the news at? Uh, uh, was it at the quick and Oh yeah, yes, it was. I think it was the quick loans and and then we brought the news on the Wednesday and he wasn't there on Wednesday, then he wasn't there on Thursday, and then people kind of ran with the story. I think Golf Channel went with it. A few other people went with it and asked Tiger the question and and then all of a sudden Chris kind of arrived very very quietly on Friday morning. He kind of arrived in a private jet from what I understood and made his way to the range very quietly and, <laughs> and, and walked eighteen holes with Tiger and I mean from, from we were told by a very reliable source, ultimate reliable source that's given this numerous stories along the way, that it was going to happen. And I also checked in with a couple of journalists in America if they'd heard the same story or the same rumor or, or anything along the lines. And, and they had, but they decided to not, not, you know, they had no solid evidence to go with, if that makes sense. And yeah,
1: it definitely does. And, you know, I, part so of the,
0: the, the afterthought thought of that was that, you know, Chris was dead.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and, and the, the part of that is the, the reluctance to come out with that information. Of course, is is the anonymity of, of the source, and it's something that uh, you know I assume you and I have talked about over Twitter. I'm, I'm not, you know, really sure when when you're behind the reins or when SCP is, but um, we've talked about you coming on the show or, or whomever or STP coming on the show in the past, and it's been difficult because you know a, a secret source doesn't hold as much credibility as one that is willing to come out, but that's only if the information that's being shared is something that warrants that type of reveal, I guess, if that makes sense.
0: Well, exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys, are you're not putting things out there that are harmful to anybody. You're not saying anything that would be a detriment to anybody else. It's just basically, like you had said, gossiping or... or things that are heard around the locker room so to speak that pretty much everyone's talking about anyway it's just that now you're shining a light on it and giving a small glimpse to the rest of us
0: yeah well I, well, exactly i mean i think you know going back to the chris como point i think it was an exact point that you know we'd heard it from a few guys a few journalists that had been in you know the papers in america and stuff and they didn't want to run with it i think in the aspect that hang on we're not 100 percent certain so we kind of went with the story and it and you know, like I said, you know, it was funny how he, the quicken, and then he turned up at the PGA, and I think then he, the following week he turned up at the Windham for only a day, or I think it was it was there for two days, I think, and then he disappeared after the weekend, I think, you know, and you know we, we we heard a good rumor, and you know I think we sometimes you've got to go with it and just see what happens with it with it being a secret account, like you said, you can kind of post it, it's, you know, whether it's credibility or not, you can post it, and 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 just see where it runs really.
1: Yeah. And, and that's essentially what's, what's going on. And I think a lot of them have hit as well. I mean, there are a few that that kind of fall by the wayside, but I mean, that's the nature of, of news as well. There's sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. And a lot of times the information that gets put out not only to you guys, uh, but certainly to journalists like myself or any, anyone else, sometimes that information's not even factual, you know? And so it's at some point you kind of have to weed through everything to see what actually has the most uh, truth behind it. Um, <laughs> But one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, and certainly let me know if this is overstepping my bounds or not, but <laughs> sure, go for it. In regard to uh, you know some of the other information, uh, the STP account talks a lot about equipment. They talk yeah. a lot about potential deals between sponsors and players, and even acquisitions. Have you heard? I, I'll tell you what I've heard. I have heard rumors of an acquisition between Under Armour and TaylorMade. I have heard rumors of an acquisition from Under Armour and Titleist, and pretty much anything in between. Is there anything that you've been hearing in regards to that? Because it seems like Under Armour is making a big push these days with, of course, the success of their golden child, Jordan Spieth.
0: The, the only thing we heard of, and we, I think we actually tweeted it, not, not too, I think it was maybe back in June time, was um, towards the start of the Under Armour did approach um, a company, um, to, to make them a ball um, which is which was Bridgestone um, and they was asked to produce a ball uh, for, for Jordan to use now from what we understand they also made a bid then also for their facilities and the Bridgestone name was going to be transferred into the Under Armour name but the, the bid was rejected and then the deal also for the ball fell through at the same time now in, over the last week or two, yes, I, we've heard many rumours that Under Armour are going to buy Titleist, Under Armour are going to buy TaylorMade, because Adidas are now trying to sell. I think the the, the big gist of it is at the minute is that Under Armour aren't going to buy anyone. Um, I, you know, we were told that it's going to be 2020 in, at least, at the very earliest, until they were going to get into to club manufacturing. Now, whether that means that they've got, they've got their own facilities and they're doing something and, and some things that can be released until 2020, we, we're unsure. Or but it, it means that you know they're not gonna they're, you know they're gonna see how the market plays out for you know what are we four years five years or four years now away from 2020 so interesting to watch that one I think they, yeah. I don't think I don't think they're gonna buy Tailor or Tylist I think the cushion have got too many fingers in their pies over there and I don't think Adidas will want to sell Tailor to one of their biggest rivals somehow mm, interesting and
1: I, I think that was my knee jerk reaction too to kind of hearing those those rumors I guess um. But if I hear you correctly, you had mentioned that uh, while no bid was agreed upon, Under Armour was looking to possibly get into the golf ball market f- via Bridgestone at one. Point. Yeah,
0: that, I mean, I think I think they I think they the, they kind of come to a, a verbal agreement. I think it had not gone too far down the line, but um, they would approached Bridgestone to make a to make a ball for them. Um, I think it had gone relatively far down the line. And then I think Under Armour also then put a bidding for the the club side of it, club manufacturing their facilities. And I think that once that bidder was rejected, the whole ball and then clubs all fell by the wayside. And it's kind of I think it's cooled down a little bit since then. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, uh,
1: and you know I think it's stuff like that that makes the Twitter account that much more attractive and endearing to golf fans, especially people who are, you know, golf equipment gearheads like myself who, who like to hear about this type of thing. Um, but one of the things that I've also, to kind of switch gears a little bit, one of the things that I've noticed about the account as of late, as it's become more popular, as it's grown in Twitter followers, you had mentioned it's like 24,000 or whatever it is, Twitter followers now, The account has been uh, pretty active with sending out little clues as to the STP's identity. And so one of the questions that I have is, if this account was always meant to remain secret, why all the clues?
0: That's a good question. That's a good question. And it's not one that I can answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like... have you have you sent out any clues or is that really the
1: STP behind all that?
0: Well, I think the STP is behind that. I think he likes to wind people up and just give people a bit of a, a merry chase, especially at this time of Christmas as well. So. Yeah. Um, ah, it's always good. To, always good to drop a few cute clues and have a bit of fun along the way, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it certainly is. It makes it more. It makes it more fun to follow. Um, so, do you happen to know if at any point uh, the STP will do a big reveal, or has this just been too much fun to? And you'll see where it goes for now.
0: Um, who knows? I mean, we, we, I think we've not even had the account open for nine months. So, I mean, <laughs> who knows? who knows it's who knows exactly who knows i mean yeah. maybe one day it might come out maybe it might just get shut down or maybe it might be a big reveal you know that's not that's not for me to uh, say i don't think on that we'll have to ask him when he gets on the show next time
1: fair enough fair enough and i'll certainly keep take note of that and i'll certainly bring <laughs> I have to do it um so uh now as far as with some of the clues um you know, and with obviously some of the information and, and behind the scenes know uh, it all things that you know, um, uh, have you ever been approached, or you or the STP, or are you aware of any sponsors approaching you as saying, hey, you guys need to cut this out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, he might have been approached, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he would have told me, but. I mean, I'd like to think that we don't, we don't attract any um, bad publicity towards any 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 single company or anything like that. I don't think, anyway.
1: Because <laughs> uh, I would imagine that that would be kind of an awkward conversation at some point. I mean, uh, there is a lot of clues that are sent out and pictures. Are, and for the listeners, the clues that I'm speaking of, a lot of times there are pictures that are sent out, um, sometimes of equipment that the STP may be testing at that moment. And a lot of times, you know, uh, this is equipment that doesn't fall under a current sponsorship for the STP. Isn't that
0: right? It is, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think the STP is there to give honest opinions to anyone. So, obviously, trying the, the new products like the M1 that came out or anything else, you know, I mean, is there to uh, give his honest feedback, I think it is, to uh, to anyone that's... I think there was a lot of people, a lot of, you know, when the M1 came out, a lot of people were interested. So, I think it's... Um, Only fair that he gave his honest opinion, which is what he's there for. Yeah,
1: and I I think that more tour pros do that that, than we know. Um, I know that pretty much any new driver, for example, that comes out that's being touted as one of the best new things, I would have to imagine that most touring professionals try that thing out, regardless of whatever sponsorship they have. Because it's their job to have the best equipment in their bag to win money to put food on the table.
0: (laughs) well exactly exactly
1: yeah um so in your experience as kind of being the the helper or the assistant uh to the stp i mean what what has been the most enjoyable part of this
0: whole thing for you oh that, that's a good question um i don't am I I, I, lost for words on that one now um i think that the whole aspect of having fun with it really and just kind of you know, the idea was at the start just to give people insight to things that they don't see every day on tour you know whether, whether it be in equipment or you know courses or, or the travel aspect just something to give people a bit of a different you know i mean just a bit of a you know looking outside the box and and everyone's not as cut and dry on what people think and everyone looks and thinks you know wow these top pros have a great time and you know they do have a great time, and I, I wouldn't ever, you know, I wouldn't ever say that you know they've got a bad job, you know, <laughs> at all. Right. But but you know I think there is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see, um, which is what you know the idea was. You know, all the sponsors or just just something. It's great fun, you know, talking with people and interacting with people on Twitter and listening to everyone's opinion on on who the Secret Tour Pro is or. You know, when you tell people that so-and-so is going to, you know, I think it's just, you know I mean, giving insight to people is fantastic. And people generally like it. You know I mean? The majority of the followers are fantastic and they, you know, we can't thank them enough. You know, they are what's made the account and they've got interest from us and we provide them with interest. So I think that's brilliant. You know I mean? I think that's the, the whole side of it really.
1: Do you recall there being a, a low moment so far or has it pretty much been positive all around?
0: Um, not that, not not one that springs to mind. Um, not one that springs to mind. Not off the top of my head. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, we're the, uh, we obviously are an American-based, you know, company, and I'm sure you'll have a bit of bias towards Jordan Spieth, and you know, sometimes the STP does speak is, you know, his opinion on what, you know, players have done or what they should have done, and I think sometimes that. When he tries to pass his opinion on, sometimes people do misinterpret it. And you know, I think he did. He did comment a few times about Jordan Spieth of the the PGA
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the back nine. I think you know he he, he did tell me that you know says, he says it looked almost like on that back nine he'd given up chasing the the trophy. You know, what I mean, and he was more bothered about looking for the world number one title. Which you know I wouldn't blame Jordan at all for that. You know, what I mean, he had a fantastic year, and, and in fairness, he should have won three of the four majors. You know. He should he should have won at St Andrews. He was the best player by far that week, you know, no doubt. Um, but people, I think people did take that quite negatively, um, instead of kind of an honest opinion. If that does that make sense? I think that kind of was a, was a bit of a low point for him at that time. But you know, he's there to give honest opinion, you know, and I think that's what he did. And some people, you know, biased as they were, maybe didn't didn't agree with what he said that week.
1: Which I think is something that. Quite frankly, I think golf needs more of. I think it, you know, I, I, you you touched some, on something there about you know the, kind of like the the American bias towards uh, you know Jordan Spieth and whatnot. And I agree. I mean, I, I see it, and I, I'm in Chicago, and I I see it all the time. And you know, one of the things that we try to do on on this podcast, at least the whole unfiltered part of the whole thing, is I mean, if someone acts like a fucking jerk, call them out on it. <laughs> you know well, exactly, yeah. And, and if if somebody who is inside the ropes sees it. Uh, an angle of somebody or or a persona of somebody whom or, or or a personality that we don't see by watching television and we we get these opinions from an account such as secret tour pro i think it it just makes it that much more fascinating because wow somebody is actually brave enough to go out Albeit (laughs) anonymously, to go out and and give an opinion on these guys, you know, when in fact, really, you have you've got the Golf Channel, you've got some of the other bigger publications that everyone knows about, just essentially, you know, making them look like angels when in fact a lot of times these guys aren't.
0: Well, I think exactly, and I think that's kind of something that really sums up the account, you know, and I think I think you know. You know, I think at the earliest starts of the year, a lot of questions that, you know, um, he received or something on the lines of, you know, Ian Poulter, as much, you know, I like Ian, he's, he's a lovely lad, you know, Ian's fantastic, and, that and, you know, the STP gets on really well with him, never had a problem with, yet people keep giving him, you know, shit online for stuff that really, you know, he doesn't deserve mm. at all, you know, he's worked his ass off all his life, you know, yeah, he's entitled to drive Ferraris and live in a flash house and go skiing and, and crash into a bin. I don't know if you saw the video. Last <laughs> oh week. yeah, it's brilliant to watch. We thought. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, and I think you know, defending players like that. When people are saying, you know, Ian Puller's is an absolute arsehole, You know, and, and the SDP comes in and says, actually, if you go into a bar with him, Ian's the first person to buy you a beer or to offer to buy you a beer.
1: Mm.
0: You know, where there's some guys on tour that they'll, you'll go in and they'll sit down next to you and they'll expect you to buy them a beer first. Yeah, I can see that. But, I,
1: I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I haven't always had the highest opinion of, of Mr. Poulter, and I think that's putting it lightly. <laughs> um, but I think I, uh, I obviously have never met the man. I've never had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. But don't you think that there's something to be said about a guy who goes out, and you even touched on it, posts nothing but flashy pictures of his lifestyle, of his mansion, of his new Ferrari that he just bought. Uh, don't you think that he kind of brings a little bit of that on onto himself?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to get some criticism at some point. out I mean, it's a bit like, you know, going on Instagram and posting pictures of so on and so forth. You, you know, the haters are always going to hate, just like with the STP account. People are always going to doubt whether, you know, whether it's real or not. Um, it, it, Yes, he does bring a bit of slack onto himself, but, you know, yeah, what's he expected to do? You know, live in a yeah. little house in Orlando and drive a little sedan and, park up every night and then just go back to work every day. He doesn't work like that, does he? You know.
1: No, it's a miserable life to do that. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> no, but I hear what you're saying. And I mean, granted, I mean, the guy is obviously one of the best players around. I mean, he's not played particularly well as of late, but certainly he has in the past and he's earned everything that he's gotten in life. And if I guess, you know, it's always like an inner struggle for me as a writer who, who obviously has written some uh, less-than-flattering things about, about Ian Poulter. But it, a lot of it is like, wow, you know, if I had a Ferrari, I'd probably take a picture of
0: it. <laughs> yeah, Well, like, exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd probably put it on Twitter and let everyone know what I just bought. Uh, so, yeah, I can kind of see that. But um, it's interesting because the STP account is also not against... You know, calling out some people. I mean, I in, the, in an email interview I did with uh, the STP, he had mentioned that, you know, like Robert Allenby, when that whole thing was going on with the, the wild
0: night in Hawaii, uh, <laughs> he,
1: he's – STP doesn't get along very well with Mr. Allenby,
0: at least. That's no, what he I, I think they had a run-in earlier in the year at an event, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a couple of couple of things. I think I, I, I just think he's his general persona. I don't think he's a. I, you know, I've never met the man, so I, I you know, I wouldn't like to cast it on him. But, yeah, you know, I'm only told what you know the SDP tells me, and from what I understand is that he's not generally a nice guy to be around at all. <laughs> do you? Uh, let me know if this is an unfair question, but let
1: me know. Uh, do you know anything else regarding that whole fiasco regarding Alan, Robert Allenby's Wild Night in Hawaii?
0: I, mean, I, I don't actually don't know much, I mean, I don't know much about it, from what I, from, I didn't actually read it until about four months later, when the STP texts me, and I was like, he's like, I've just had a bit of a round with Robert Allenby, I was like, alright, who's, who's this one is at home, so I was like, googling him and saw that he'd had a fight in Hawaii with a prostitute, and then got gagged in the back of a van and dumped in a park somewhere, <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> who is this party animal, let me, let me go out with him for a night, but from, I mean, you know, I can't, you know, I mean, I wasn't there, but I mean, his caddy, didn't, didn't his caddy came out and said, well, I won't buy any of that bullshit that he said to the to Golf Channel in February or whenever he said, whenever he came out, I yeah. said, I not buy any of that shit he was saying.
1: Yeah, he did come out eventually, um, the ex-caddy, and basically, I forget his name now, but basically, this is one of many caddies that Allenby has had in his career, and apparently, <laughs> Allenby is just the worst employer ever. <laughs>
0: I think it was a, it's halfway through like the Canadian Open. Didn't he just like sack him off on, on Thursday yeah. afternoon, didn't he?
1: He grabbed a so, guy oh, out of the crowd. Dumped
0: his bag down and walked off as having enough from going home.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. He definitely did. Some some poor guy in the crowd had to say, yeah, I'll carry it for you. It was something <laughs> right out of uh, Happy Gilmore or whatever it was. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Uh, anyway, so all right. Well, this has been, you know, certainly informative, and I think it adds a little bit of the allure to the allure of the Secret Tour Pro. Um, I guess you know I don't want to take up too much of your time, but one of the final questions I Ple- have for plenty
0: you... of it. Don't panic. <laughs> uh,
1: one of the questions I have for you is, um, you know, what's uh, what's in store for this Twitter account? I mean, obviously it gets a lot of attention. Um, has there been any thought between you and STP as to, you know, I don't know, growing this into something, perhaps its own website or, or something along those lines. Have, are you going to make any merchandise? If you do, I want a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> well, just, just for the masters. I think we should make some masters chairs to put down with STP on. There. I can would be fantastic. That would be awesome. Just on the, the 18th on a, on a Sunday with all black chairs with like STP written in. That would be just fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I that's a good question. I think we, I think at the minute we're quite happy on Twitter, having a bit of a laugh and a joke with people. Maybe a website in the new year. Who knows? With a bit of a blog. But I think, I think if you start writing a bit of a blogs and what you've done and what you've seen, I think it might just open up a few cracks of the real STPs. But yeah, you know I mean, you know, watch this space and let's see what happens from it, shall we?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair enough, and it's been it's been fun for me at least to uh, to watch everything that's been going on. It's been a great conversation with you today, uh, Anonymous Assistant of Secret Tour Pro. I want to thank you again for taking some time to hop on.
0: Thanks for having me on the show, dude.
1: All right, and with that, listeners, again, this has been the final episode of the Golf and Filter podcast for 2015. I want to thank everyone again for tuning in. Certainly, thanks again to our special guest today. And until next year, sometime in January, whenever that is, we will uh, we'll get going again. Until then, this is Adam Steinbach.